Welcome to Sea Limits. I'm Kevin. I'm Ann. And it's the end of August. Clearly, we have been on a little hiatus. We have. What can I say? Grief is a hard thing to work through. I've been dealing with a lot with my mom and scheduling. And I can tell you that we're back. Everything seems to be working a little bit better with my mom. And we're back. And I'm happy to be back. Right. And, and then there was this small contract issue with your co-host wanting mm-hmm. to get paid. And I said that I would make sure that I remember to bring sweets home from the grocery store and feed you dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And he said, that sounds great. <laughs> Big Newtons are his favorite. <laughs> right. <laughs> and while we were away, there were quite a few issues that we're not going to go into because we're going to talk about the most recent ZBA meeting and specifically the 105 C Street um, project. Mm-hmm. So to ground everybody, why don't I read Scott Jackson's opening from the Quincy Sun. With the city's zoning board poised to reject it, the developer seeking to construct a three-story, 18-unit condominium building on C Street withdrew the proposal following a contentious public hearing on Tuesday evening. JVC C Street LLC had been seeking permission to build the new residential building at 105 C Street, a 27,597 square foot parcel in a residence B zoning, that's important, Mm -hmm. district that was formerly home to Imperial Terrace. The managers of the LLC are, and this is another important point, James Timmons, Quincy City Solicitor, and his son, Christopher. So you were there, Ann. I was. (laughs) (laughs) I saw you, I watched TV. Quite a few neighbors there. Yeah, there's a lot of people there. The room was packed. There was it was it was overpacked actually. People were going out into the hallway, and um, they had a lot of things on the agenda. But a, a majority of those people, I think, were there for 105 C Street. And I know there were some a few a few other neighborhoods too along the line that were sticking around for. They were right. there for theirs, but theirs got postponed, and they stayed for 105 C Street as well. Right. Yeah. And it's no small thing to say that the majority of the neighbors were against it. All, they were all against it, yeah. except for one person, not a neighbor, John Rotofell, I think. He, he speaks at a lot of meetings. I think he speaks at every meeting. But he did have a good point, right? He's, he said he's against it because how else are you going to keep up with all this spending? Yes. Yes, he did say that. And it's true. The, the, this administration seems to be spending faster than the money's coming in, which is making for the need for residential development to happen as well. But but it's not the right, right, this is not the right project in that area. And that's what the neighborhood is proving. Right. So why don't we get into some of the, the points that these neighbors made mm-hmm. and some of the reaction from the board, I guess. Mm-hmm. So to begin with, I think Mike O'Connor, maybe, I don't know if he was first or second, but he had a bunch of good points. One of them was it shouldn't be viewed in a vacuum mm-hmm. with, with the police station and Father Bill's construction going on. It's going to be a mess. It's too big. Zoning laws prohibit it with other variants. And why so many so many units? Because there was never a proven hardship, right? Mm-hmm. And then public safety, of course. Um, he mentions that a uniform officer has to be out there to direct traffic in and out of the police station. And then he talked about how it's been hard to follow notices for when the public meetings are going to be, you know, Zoom live. And then he he ended his his time with a with a quote from Marty Akins, the ch- current chair of the ZBA. So why don't I play that? And lastly, I just want to 
I want to read a quote, and the quote is, it's just so frustrating sitting on my end and seeing these things that we're trying to build. You know, we got 9 million apartment buildings we're building out here, yet on these suburbs, we're, we're jamming in all these little houses just to make everything we can and every piece of grass. We just can't keep doing this. It's just not fair to the people that live in the city. It really isn't. But that's just my two cents. And I, I that was Chairman Aikens. That's right. January 25th, ZBA meeting, YouTube video, 37 minutes. That's very clever what you did. <laughs> yes, but it's even more clever what what Mike did to use the chairman's words basically to to remind him yeah. of what he said in the past. And that's what I meant. These neighbors, the people are no longer going to be taken advantage in the city of Quincy. This overdevelopment has hit a nerve with everybody, and it's it's not about it. it it's just hitting a nerve. Right, and and a lot of the neighbors have lived there for a long time. There was there was a a, a woman, Mary Jane Larkin. She's been there eighty years. Mm-hmm. And she said, in the last 10 years, Quincy Shore Drive traffic has become a nightmare. Mm-hmm. She fears getting hit. She fears kids getting hit. Um, she said people blow the stops on at Squano Road. And she said it's the Wild West out there. The state police can't monitor it because they don't have the manpower. Mm-hmm. Another neighbor, Christopher Fox, he had a different angle. He spoke for future occupants um, and basically said, you know, do they know what they're going to get stuck with? Do they know they can't take a left turn? So things like that. And he also had a question at the end, towards the end of his his time. He said, um, is this for six units? And the I, I watched on TV, and, and, and Mr. Aikens on TV was, was shaking his head a lot about how would people mention six units. Like, that's not true. He finally asked Mr. Duca, who was sitting behind them, and I guess that's not a every meeting occurrence. And he asked him if it's going to be six units. And uh, Mr. Duca kind of had a, well, uh, when I play it. I'm not, not sure if I'm allowed to ask questions. I've heard that this plot is only allowed six units. Is that correct or incorrect? Incorrect. How many, what's the maximum number they're allowed without a variance? It's Mr. Duca, explain from the changes in the residential, commercial residential. Um, I, I believe by right they could build seven units. They can build seven. I haven't done a study, but that's what I do. So whether it's six or whether it's seven, it should be no more than six or seven. There's no hardship. There's no necessity. I think the profits that can be made on six to seven developments, units, is more than enough for the investment they made to buy the land. And having all of us live with that mistake after the fact, and then selling these units to people living with those mistakes is not fair to anyone in the city, except the developer gets to leave with their pockets full. We deal with this. Thank you. So when when he did that, when Mr. Eakins did that, I expected him to come back and say, 18 units. But he comes he comes back and says, seven units. <laughs> okay, big difference. Um, <laughs> so they dropped it to 18. That's so I apologize for some of the sound in that yeah. clip, but he did have a good point. The developer gets to leave after all of this with his pockets full and, and the neighborhood has to live with these problems and these future tenants have to 
live with these future problems. And there will just, be future problems. It's just not fair. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it isn't fair, Kevin. And, and that is the problem. That's why there are ZBA rules. And that's why we do have to uphold them. And that's why we have to really look at things before we make these decisions. And we should know. We shouldn't have to turn around and say to Jay Duca, how many can we have? Thank yeah. And then Joe Murphy, a uh, friend of the pod, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> did have um, some interesting issues saying that, you know, we're, you're just kicking this the traffic through the neighborhoods, right? Mm -hmm. and, and endangering the kids. And, and then he, he talked about a little bit about the police officer. And I'll, I'll play an interesting clip for that. Mm -hmm. Everyone right. Mm -hmm. And I found out, uh, the gentleman before mentioned that officers have to direct traffic out of the police station. I found out that that is actually in a city union contract mm -hmm. that the officers out there. That's how bad it is, that they actually have to write it into their contract to have police help people leave the police station at 4.30. Now, I doubt that it's going to be in the plans that there's an officer letting people come in and out at rush hour for this building. And I've seen no hardship to allow such a diversion of our laws, which were crafted by our representatives. I see no hardship that just justifies ignoring the obvious will of the neighbors and citizens, because I've seen nobody speak in favor. I understand at least two city councilors have written in opposition. I see at least two here that I believe are in opposition. So he, he says it's in their union contract. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that's true, but that's something true. if it is true, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think it is true. And what's interesting, if you go back to the December 14th meeting, um, about 36 minutes in, Jack Yellen was um, our former traffic engineer, and mm -hmm. he actually gives a grade to... Um, and he was hired by the developer. He was, he was hired by the developer, and he gives a grade. Now, they, there's a traffic study that's in front of the in front of the board, but he gives a grade for the drive for the driveway, the actual building for the future tenants. And in the morning, the grade is C, and in the afternoon, five thirty, it's an F. You get an F. They're going to be waiting for a long time. He says something like it's the worst it can be, or something. Yeah, he says <laughs> he basically says um, it's the worst it can get at the peak hour. You know, and the thing is, is it's an F. And therefore, like, but don't worry, it's not going to have any impact on anybody. Yeah. That's that's the general gist of every traffic study in the city of Quincy. You can add a million units. They'll say, it's only going to have a 1% change in traffic, but you're going to get an F rating to come out of your driveway. Right. Mm -hmm. And another neighbor, Molly McDonald Long, to go along with that, kind of, she, she brought up some data. And I'll play that clip. And, and with safety. If the developers did in fact live in our neighborhood, they too would be deeply concerned by the crash data, which shows numbers like 51 car crashes in the area of Imperial Terrace in a two year span. That's not even the most recent, those numbers are worse. So, so that's quite a Mm -hmm. A few crashes. Yeah. And, and she said one happened basically right in front of her. So right. Like, so. Yeah. And it's interesting because later in the evening, they basically say we, that the neighborhood should hire a, a traffic engineer. Yeah. But the, I think the neighborhood did a fantastic job, Kevin, documenting everything that they needed to do and coming out in, with unique, not not the same story, different, different pieces to the puzzle as to why this is a bad development. Yeah. Kristen Healy, mm -hmm. uh, to, to, to go along with Molly's traffic. She she's a hockey parent, mm -hmm. and she's talking about. And I've gone to a couple of hockey games, and it's scary getting out of there. I, I, and I, she said that that people 
shouldn't take that left, but they still do. It's horrifying. So, <laughs> so you can't, I mean, even if you wrote it into the covenant of the de- development, they're still going to take lefts. The fact that it, it just it, it just amazes me that somehow we can just pretend like, well, you know, that's where you choose to live. You know, we're going to make a development. And it's going to be, you know, we need more development to pay for what we're spending. Right. And then Mimi Connolly had an excellent mm-hmm. timeline. You know how much I love timelines. I know. I loved him. I, I thought it was fantastic as well. Just showing you again the, the level of detail this neighborhood went into to, to prove their point. Right. And I'm not going to play this episode, but I will release it on maybe its own episode. Mm-hmm. That's how much it, you, it was that good. That's how much you liked it. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the time she went into to, yeah. to do that. And then, so other neighbors spoke. I'm sorry, I can't get into all of all the neighbors. But then the counselors, um, Noel spoke. His mm-hmm. concerns were traffic and safety and mm-hmm. how Marymount is basically a cut-through neighborhood now. Yeah, and he lives in the neighborhood. Right, he lives in the neighborhood. Counselor Liang wrote a letter. Mm-hmm. And she said that she was uh, she was siding with the neighbors again. Basically, all of the points that the neighbors said she was she was basically saying that she supports the neighbors and that she thinks that the that the project is too big. Then, of course, you, Miss mm-hmm. Mahoney, were allowed to speak. Yes, and I re- I, re- I reminded them that I am Counselor Mahoney. <laughs> <laughs> I only spoke once. <laughs> right. They said you spoke twice, but you spoke once on a on Hewitt Street. Yeah, I spoke on previous previous agenda items. I only spoke once on 105 C Street, but I got schooled on the rules. Sure. Um, the reality of it is what I was suggesting is that the ZBA rules were put into a place for a reason. And, you know, they didn't start at six or seven. They started at 34 to scare us. Yeah. And, you know, if they came in at 10 or 11, maybe the neighbors could be able to handle that. But they can't come in at, you know, if they came in at six or seven, the neighbors would be thrilled. Right. But they came They're not going to do that. If they came in at 10 or 11, maybe the neighbor would be okay. But to come in at 34, then drop it to 24, and then be like, oh, we're at 18. Aren't we great? No. <laughs> it's it's still too big. And everything, that, every they're, they're, all of the proof points are there. They're, they're educating the ZBA on what the proof points are. And hopefully the developer, too. Right. And then the ward counselor, mm-hmm. uh, Counselor David McCarthy, spoke. Yes. Um, yeah, he he was trying to educate people on the fact that something's going to go there, right. and that he thinks that six units would. Right. He did. He did say that, and I listened, and I and I started laughing. That's how bad it was. I, and I'll play that clip. You guys tonight. I know the neighborhood is against it. I know they're not against development, and I know they want to have it very small. I don't know if very small would be robust enough to make that site look like it should. Um, one of the big items... One of, hey, 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 hey. Stop respect! Hey, hey. One, one, come on, come on, come on. No, no it's one. It's the council. We're here every place. One of the things I found out is when we do do some development and we don't put enough in there that the site itself doesn't look right. It doesn't isn't robust enough. It isn't full enough. So when they get down to 18 units, and I'd like it to be a little smaller. I don't know about six, and that's my opinion. So that's when things started to go wrong. Right? Well, it went really south, yeah. <laughs> it was um, uncomfortable. I've never heard someone argue that it's going to look too small. Well, what's interesting, if, if it was too small, then the zoning, then we need to look at the zoning laws. But the zoning laws are actually... Put some green space. Yeah, the zoning, <laughs> they, it, 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 it was just a strange argument. And to say, like, nobody... I didn't really even understand it. It was almost like, we're not yeah. going to... We're not settling for six or seven. You're going to get more than that. 
and that's okay. And whereas I may have been laughing, like, I can't believe you just said that, mm-hmm. the neighbors over there, um, they were like, they were outraged. They were outraged. Well, because 18 is much more than seven. Let's face it. Yeah. You know, they're, we're, I don't think anybody in the neighborhood would say that if they came in and they asked for something reasonable, I think they might be able to handle that. But again, they started at 34, Kevin, and then they came in to 24 and then they arrived it to 20 and they went to 18 and now we're being told six or seven would look strange. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense. And, and you are there for ZBA for, to, to, to look for, to be able to get those to get a pass so you can build something, it's obviously too big. And he spoke at the planning board and said that he supported it. So he was, it was a tough, it was a tough night for Councilor McCarthy. Yeah. I was going to call him Mr. McCarthy, but Councilor McCarthy. <laughs> so I think Mr. Aiken stopped it then, right, for a five minute recess. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was. After uh, he said that they weren't being respectful. And- but you know, the, the reality of it is, is that there was passionate people in the audience about their neighborhood. And this is going to change the dynamics of this area. Okay. So why don't we get into the board's response? Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, if you listen to it, I've listened to it a few times, they Mm -hmm. were all going to vote against it. Mm -hmm. Push came to shove, but Mm -hmm. there was probably, they were never going to vote because they were going to, but that's just me reading into things, I suppose. Yeah. But the chair of the board said it it, it was a, a problem area. But then there was a similar theme being put forth by the board. Be careful what you wish for. And it was orchestrated. That's what it felt like. It did. It, 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 felt, did. it, it yeah. felt like it. Yeah. I was there in the room. It just felt like, you know, be careful what you wish for. You're gonna get something. Yeah. Um the chairman said it, it could what if it's a what if it's an office building? He said mm-hmm. something like that. Which can't it can't be, right? <laughs> no, it can't and he be. should know that. He's the chair of the ZBA. So is that just like, just let it hang out there and scare the neighbors? I think it was. I think it was a tactic that they were using. And, you know, and I don't, I'm not, I've never seen this go so far for other developments. That's, they seem to be contorting themselves mm-hmm. to, to get they, something they, in there for them. But they made a very big point to say that they weren't, that they don't take special phone calls, that they don't. Oh, yeah. I love when they said that. Yeah. I just think it's it's an interesting dynamic that was going on and it was uncomfortable. We're not saying they have. And I, I never said they had. That's yeah. the thing. I, I think what people, people were passionate speaking about this project because it was their neighborhood and nobody was saying they were doing any of those things. It was, you know, it was, but it was appearing that it, it was appearing the opposite. Right. I think one of them said, I think it was Mr. Chin said, you know, there's no moratorium on building. So... That's why they're there, basically, to allow these things. But they're not. They're there to enforce the they're there to enforce the zoning laws and to do fair and equitable. And if neighborhoods do not want something to happen, now they just that do not violate the zoning laws, they can they can enforce it. Right, and then and then he said something about um, hardship, and I I want to play that because mm-hmm. the developer, to my knowledge and your knowledge, I believe has not proved hardship. Not at all. Okay. I grant you that. There's a ton of opposition. I agree with the person who said there's no hardship that's been demonstrated to my knowledge. Uh, they want more units than they're entitled to. But what is the hardship? It's the financial hardship. They can't develop this location and put in six units and make it look right. So they can't develop it to make it look right. <laughs> And it's a financial hardship. Which isn't a hardship. It's not a hardship. So financial is not a hardship. You know, it's 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 written right in the ZBA laws. It's not a hardship. It can't be that reason. It has to be something else. So, you know, if they, again, if they were not being greedy and they were asking for, you know, several units above what they're zoned for, this might go through. But they're asking for 
three times the size. Right. And I'm going to keep saying three times the size. Six, six, three times six is 18. Yeah. You know, seven times six is, is seven is, is 24, 21. But I mean, it, it doesn't matter. They're asking for close to triple the size of, of, of what they can have. Right. That's a lot. That's a lot more than the neighborhood can handle. And then, and then the final um, board member to speak was uh, Mr. O'Brien, mm-hmm. I believe. And at first, I didn't really notice it. But then after I listened to it a couple of times, I did. And in some of the listener mail we got, mm-hmm. they picked up on it. He was basically telling the neighbors who have been at just about every meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Everybody's been at every, every meeting. Actually, and there was more neighbors. At this except meeting. for the planning meeting where it wasn't. They changed it. They said so the meetings are usually the second Tuesday of the month. And they right. changed it to the first or the Wednesday of the month. And they changed yeah. it to the first. Which you can follow in Mimi's timeline, of mm-hmm. course. But he was basically saying, you need to anticipate their arguments and be better prepared. You, <laughs> and he was talking about traffic specifically. And, and maybe you should hire your own traffic study. I am a like, wow. Yeah. One of the things I had said in an earlier agenda item was that neighbors are being forced to lawyer up, to bring lawyers yeah. to this. And people are people are pooling money to be able to represent themselves against the city of Quincy against our administration, because our administration is, it's almost been erased from the developers it's as if they're the same the developers yeah. and the administration and the people who work or represent the, the, the city of Quincy has erased themselves from all reality. And it's no longer upholding what the residents are hoping that they'll be doing for them because they are one and the same developers and the administration. Right. There's no line between them. The no. boards aren't looking out for the neighborhoods. Well, it's a feeling There's like a war it. on neighborhoods from this administration, basically. There is. And they're constantly being told that that's not the case, that we're trying to say, that, no, there's no preservation of neighborhoods happening. And it's happening throughout the whole city. And it's happening more in certain sections, but it's happening in all of our neighborhoods yeah. throughout the city of Quincy. And now it's not developers, it's city employees it's, that are basically becoming developers to yeah. take advantage of the market. Or before maybe it goes south. I don't know. All I know is that it seems to me that the people that the taxpayers of the city of Quincy are paying salaries to are now becoming the developers. And they are the ones that we have to we have to go up against. And then the board telling the neighbors that they should invest in a traffic engineer. Yeah. When in fact Molly Long came before with information that she got from the police station with 50, 51 accidents, or you know, the quotes that they're giving them and and the very thing that they were saying, Jack Gillen in his report. Where was the state of the fact that they said a C in the morning and an F in the afternoon? I'm sure that's not written down anywhere, but it's on yeah. YouTube. It's on- was there something they, they said that um, during the week you can take a left or no, you can take a right, but during the weekends you could take a left? Yeah. So I asked that question because the developer, the developer, I'm not sure who it was from the developer, the developer side, but they basically said, no, during peak hours, we'll have you take a right out of, out of the street. But then when it's not peak, you'll be able to take a left. I'm like, so you're just going to change the rules. Yeah. You know, the developers are writing the rules, the, the traffic rules. Now. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's <laughs> not the first time I've seen another development happen that was in our area that they tried to say the same thing, that you can't enter a certain section. Like, well, maybe if you live here, you can. No, you can't change the rules. The rules, you can't come in between four and six. You can't come in between four and six. Yeah. You know, it's it just amazes me how far that they're willing to say these things in front of the ZBA and that they, they're not being held accountable for them because it should be known, you know. Right, so that is our somewhat quick brief uh, (laughs) (laughs) review of that meeting but guess what you know what time it is I do it's listeners mail 
And we got some listener mail because you list. finally asked. I did. I asked because there were so many people at the meeting and we were specific. So I know that we did get some listeners mail that were not specific to 105 C Street in the CPA meeting. So we're not reading those. We're going to stick with the, with the 105 C Street CPA meeting. Right. So I'm going to do my best to read these. Uh, a few of them were very long, so I'm not going to read it in entirety. Okay. I'll start with the short ones. Dear Councillor Mahoney, my wife and I watched the August 23rd, 2022 City of Quincy ZBA meeting, and although we were pleased that the 105 South Street item was withdrawn without prejudice by the developer's attorney, we were appalled by the lack of decorum and utter disrespect shown by some members of the ZBA towards some of those that spoke out in opposition to that project. As a lifelong resident of the city, I find this behavior an embarrassment to all the professional and respectful city employees, appointed officials, and volunteers who give so much to the city. My fear is that if this behavior is allowed to continue, the ZBA will become a real black eye to the city of Quincy and all its residents. Something needs to be done before this happens. Thank you for all you do and for your continued efforts on behalf of all the residents of this fine city. And that's from Tom. People were very, I think this was a very highly watched meeting as well. It was being um, streamed and then people are watching it on, um, you can see they're watching on YouTube and they're watching on QAG. I got a lot of phone calls for it too. And people, and most people are very upset right. about it. Here's another one. Watch the ZBA meeting and it seemed more clear neither the board nor Mr. McCarthy were much interested in an input from the residents, taxpaying citizens of the city. Praise, however, to Councilor Liang and Debona for listening to their constituents, and high praise for Councilor Mahoney. Thank you very you. much. <laughs> Hers is a consistent voice and speaking out for the interests of the people of the city. Developers have been running rampant, and now the city solicitor has become one of them. Mm -hmm. Regardless of whether he recuses himself or not, he's a city hall insider, and his obvious influence cannot be ignored. Obviously, he's counting on it to push this oversized project through. Enough is enough. And that's from David. So for that one, I do think it's important. It's, it's, it, that's another one that's hitting the nerve. It's just the, it's the employees or the, the administration. The administration is actually playing developers now. And, and people are frustrated to, to no end about these things. And Mr. Councilor McCarthy basically suggested that the councilors at large only come out when it's a, a hot item. Not yeah. true at all. Not true, Not true at all. I've been I've been to every meeting, so I, I find that a little bit you know outrageous. But the fact is, is that even if they did come out because it's a hot item, they are out there supporting the right side of the story. And then this one's from Bonnie. She has a couple points in here, so I'll read the second one. She talks about the first hearing, and she says, second hearing, I caught the end of was the construction of condos on C Street, Imperial Terrace property. The chair was very disrespectful to folks that opposed the project and even went so far to tell the Neighborhood Association they should hire a lawyer and pay out for a traffic study. I don't think that was the chair. <laughs> no, no, it was Mr. O'Brien. Since when do constituents have to spend money to have our bylaws upheld? In this case, there was no proof of hardship by developers. They bought a closed restaurant. Yeah, so the thing is, is like it doesn't matter how much you spend on something. If, you, if you're a developer, you have to take that into consideration when you're purchasing it to figure out whether or not you can afford to develop. It's not up to the ZBA or anybody in the city of Quincy to help them be able to be successful in their development. But in this case, you know, the ZBA is is the one that they have to go before and, and the planning board and the planning board said yes. And now they're back in front of the ZBA. It's too big. And the ZBA has rules that they're supposed to uphold. 
It's right. not a proof of hardship just because you, you bought a building for a million dollars and now you want to develop 18 units on it. Sorry, that's not a hardship. Financial is not a hardship. Yeah, and then this is from Pam. This is, she has a few things in here. So I'm going to read. Um, I'm going to skip around a little bit in this one. Then on the third item, 105 C Street, the presentation and new design and talking points were addressed to the board only. After the presentation, I thought the board might ask some questions, but they didn't have any. They quickly went to the room to ask who wants to speak for the project. Only one spoke in favor and he went completely off topic. Finally, the line formed for the opposition speaker, ZBA board president always saying, don't keep repeating and be quick or settle down. Yet the residents were not deterred. They spoke well and with detail as to why this was not an appropriate project for this neighborhood. I want to note the resident who came up and went through the timeline of how many meetings and what has transpired to get us to this meeting clear and concise and showed, I think, how the developers are afforded leniency and preferential treatment. Mm -hmm. And she goes on to talk about the disrespect he showed. So, so again, this is one of the things that's important from this meeting because the neighbors were frustrated and they did ask me and I thought I cannot go up and I cannot go up and ask Chairman Akins to have the developers turn the board so that the people, the audience could see what they were presenting. They were presenting it to the board and the board has packages in front of them. So they couldn't see, we couldn't see in the audience what they were presenting. And And like you said, it could have been in the, could have been in the, in the council chambers. They could have used the the TV TV screens. There's a million different ways they could do this, but they should. There is a TV screen in that room, but the, you basically have to break your neck to watch it if you're in the audience, right? Right. And the microphones in that, that room, I think, are um, are for QATV. I'm not positive, but the, our QATV brings a microphone because that room's not set up. It was not set up for, tele, for to be televised. And we're lucky for QATV that we have them to be able to, to stream this and get this out onto um, their cable so that people can see what's happening in their community. And then this one from Michelle... To get respect, you you have to give and earn respect. The ZBA flagrantly displays no respect for anyone when they are speaking. They are busy shuffling papers, reading papers, have their heads down, sit back lounging in their chairs with their arms crossed and or leaning toward forward on their elbows with their hands covering their mouths. Talk about closed body language. If Sir Agnes was there, you can bet that I'll be whacked on the head with her yardstick. <laughs> You can, tell you, went to Catholic, you can tell you went to Catholic school, Kevin. I did. I only got hit once for throwing <laughs> snowballs, but we got all that line up. <laughs> you got hit with the ruler. <laughs> but some of the disrespect, there was another point I wanted to make. This taking an oath, right? Mm-hmm. How come the developers didn't take an oath? <laughs> Uh, just so, the rowdy crowd has to take a note. Yeah, so I, to be fair, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, it's gonna sound like I'm defending this group now, but they are volunteers. They are appointed right. by the administration, by the mayor. They're appointed not by the city council, but by the mayor. But the thing is, is it there? And they do have, they do have contentious crowds more than once. This isn't the only meeting they've ever had, but it can be hard. It's a hard thing to sit through. I've sat on the other side. It can be difficult. I will say it's a tough night for Councilman McCartney and a tough night for the board. That's all I'm gonna say. Right. And you know. I forget what your question was. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> but it's my, a long meeting. But my point is, is that you know, it, it's it, it, it's it's the, there's EBAs that what they were showing in that meeting was unfortunately it was appearing that maybe they didn't understand what the rules were that they were enforcing. That's right. the thing that was more disturbing to me than anything else. Even the disrespect was, you know, we you know when somebody says that 
financial is a hardship. It's not. That is not a hardship. Yeah. You know, or that you have to say, how many are they, how many can they have? You should probably know that before the meeting starts. Like, those are things that you shouldn't be asking Jay Duker. You should be able to do the math. It's pretty simple math. <laughs> you divide right. the square footage of the property by the number 4,500 or 450. If it's a, you can show that you can have the density for the cars. It's, right. simple. it's very simple math. So. Well, so hopefully the developer will come back with something reasonable this time. Yeah. The or is it going to go down to, to, I'll go down to 60. I, you know, the, it would be nice if the, if if they would talk to each other, like the developer in the neighborhood. That maybe they'll have enough neighborhood meeting. I don't know, but the reality of it is, is, it's been very clear from the start that we are in two different planets right now, and they need to come down and be a little bit closer to what the neighborhood can handle and be realistic about what they're doing. I mean, their traffic engineer gave them an F for coming out of there parking lot at five. It's a dangerous site. It's a dangerous site. And, and he, he had to, the other part on that tape on, on December 14th, so if you really don't have anything to do, go back and watch December 14th meeting too. He said that he had to look at it three or four times to get comfortable with it. Yeah. So like it's, it's well, got, you know what? The mayor loves buying new, buying land, so maybe. Well, that, that's a rumor. They'll offer them three times the cost. That is, that is, there is a rumor out there right now about that, but let's hope that's not true because we, the city of Quincy, cannot afford that. You know, and that's a, and that's the truth. So, scare tactics don't work either. And I'm sorry, but that's not a that's not that doesn't work. The ZBA yeah. um, throwing that out. Be careful what you wish for. Is, you know, it's a resident B. Yeah, be a- and you look you look like you're in the bag. I'm sorry, you just <laughs> do. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, you know, when when people say something looks, you know, it's gonna look small. It's gonna look, look strange if there's only a few units that go in there. That's because we've jammed it in every place else. That goes right back to Marty Aiken's quote that they use at the beginning: "We're jamming things in at every right. corner." So he knows what's going on, but you know. So I do, I do hope that we'll be able to get back to some decorum and you know and work a little bit better together. But you know, the thing is, is that and this has been a very. They paid a lot of money to buy that property. They've spent a lot of money on redeveloping and redeveloping, and they're too far away. And that's not our problem. That's the biggest yeah. problem. So I think that does it, in for this week on City Limits. See you, everybody. Have a great Labor Day. Happy Labor Day.